BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Discover must-see shows and hit movies. And get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Remember all those big dreams you used to have, and then life made other plans? With a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it's time to bring those dreams back. Start your own business or commit to van life with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Now, you could win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 that we have. Enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February 2nd for your chance to win. Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. (sighs) What should we do? I know. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to CashNetUSA.com to apply for the money you need now. 
The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. Thank you so much, so much for downloading, subscribing, rating, and write a review. I, I think if you write a review, I, I make more money. Maybe not. Maybe it's just testing your ability to write in the comment section. And if it's a positive review, even, even better. You're going to love this podcast. I catch up with a guy who um, I know and consider a friend, but there's a lot I didn't know because like, he was kind of late on the AAU scene. Um, kind of an amazing story. of how I had no idea how many high schools he went to. Tremaine folks end up making the NBA. Uh, he was a second round draft pick. Next to the last pick of the second round with the Denver Nuggets. This after he played a Cal for two years and then played at Fresno state for two years. So he played for Todd Bozeman and then ultimately for G, uh, Jerry Tarkanian at Fresno state. Um, it's a, it's a two parter. Uh, the second part we'll get into the malice of the palace and some of the other late NBA stuff. And you know, he's got a book, he, he's got a book out as well, but I, I want to dig in with him. Um, in regards to, we, we talked some transfer portal stuff and I had some really good, interesting feedback you know, on, uh, from, from actually from parents of an AAU basketball in regards to what I said last time was transfer portal. We don't pay attention to some of the players that are still there. Right. Do you, do you, do you value the guys who are loyal to you or do you only value the next best thing? And it's a, it's a hard one as a coach, right? Cause you, you do know you want more and you want to be more successful. And on the other hand, you do want to see yourself as loyal. And if you really think of yourself as a good coach, the guys who have been with you, you've been able to help them be better. Um, it, it's a, So I do understand the, hey, look, it's a profession and coaches have to get better players. And if there's a better player that fits your program and your culture, then by all means. And sometimes guys are around for extra years for a reason. That said, it's, it's a hard push and pull as I think you guys can can relate. Um, but it's going to be a, a fascinating year, right? Going to be a fascinating year. Like what's the fine print on transferring? Because, you know, the next level is, all right, all these guys transferred play right away. Many of them are going to be unhappy another time. And they'll be like, oh, wait, this was only a one-time transfer thing. The two-time transfers are the ones that are going to be majorly impacted. Majorly impacted. And then, of course, we have the high school recruits. And now they're dealing with, like, I... I was going somewhere and I thought I was going somewhere. And now they took a couple guys in the transfer portal, knowing it's really hard to win with young guys in college basketball with all these transfers. The whole thing is fascinating. Um, all right. Well, I'll give you some more, my, some more of my thoughts on, on what looks like to, you know, what it's, it's a pretty easy tracking of assistant coach goes to a place and lands a player. Davion Harmon, for example, was recruited by Chris Crutchfield to go to Oklahoma Crotch had left and gone to Arkansas, and then he was a head coach uh, in Oklahoma at a D2 school earlier this year. Now, he left that D2 school, and he's assistant in Oregon. Davion Harmon's now at Oregon, right? Like, there's some easy tracking guys where there's a familiar face. But it's going to be a hard tracking service to get all of these transfers when everybody gets settled. Without further ado, let's get to my good friend. It's Tremaine Folks. Of course, started Crenshaw High School and won a state championship. Um, then went to Cal, then went to Fresno State, then ultimately made it to the NBA. Here's his tale. Uh, all right, let, let's welcome in Tremaine. Folks joins us. She's, um, okay, so 
I first met you, we go to ABCD camp. You were going to be a junior. I was, you were going to be a senior. I was going to be a junior. And I had seen you beat Modern Day uh, in the Seattle, Southern Texan Championships, you and Kristan. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. Okay. But you. you were a late loomer. You were kind of at least in the, it wasn't really the circuit back then, but right. like you, you were kind of, okay. So where, where did you, where'd you first start playing hoop? Well, it started at Westchester. You know, you had Westchester during my time when I was a freshman. They were really good. You know, Ed I mean, Zan before before that though, before that oh, though, when you're like you, when you're when you first started hooping, first started. You know, basketball was my second sport. I was originally a football player, and that came from my dad playing professional football. You know, I had that. I had the athletic genes, but I had more of a football vibe in me, and. That translated to me playing, you know, running back and wide receiver all prior positions until I really got hurt because I was growing, you know, and somebody tackled me in my shin. I said, you know what? It's time to play some basketball. <laughs> so I said, let's let's. Well, there, there is some like people always say like, well, well, LeBron James, you know, what kind of would he be a good football? He wouldn't be a good football player. He'd be a great football player. Right. And they're yeah. like. Yeah, but would he go over the middle? Like nobody likes going to the middle. Like, nobody right. likes. No, there there isn't a wide receiver or running back in the NFL that goes like, you know, what I really like. I like being ear holes. I just, right. I really do. Right. Okay, so you start playing football. What was the organization? Because I played football from when I was seven, all right, up until high school. Mm -hmm. um, and we played. Uh, what was it or Orange Junior All American? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was what was your organization you played football for growing up? The Inglewood Jets. They're the Inglewood Jets now, but back then they had Inglewood with names, you know, Redskins, Command, right. Warrior, Sentinel. So uh, once uh, they changed that, it, it's still now today the Inglewood Jets. So all the teams are the Inglewood Jets, and that was my uh, Pop Warner uh, uh, team league for about seven, six, seven years, man. And then once we come, it's a classic, though, man. I wish I could have some taste. People are looking at me, and I was not as tall, but a little bit more run. Those tapes have disappeared. We're looking for those game tapes right now for the documentary. It would go so perfect. It would, would, would go perfect. Um, what was your dad in, dad's influence on you like? You know, my dad was a straight up and down uh, guy. He, he didn't – he no nonsense – he definitely uh, installed a good work ethic in me, you know, to set, set goals and, you know, go out there and leave it on, on the floor, on the court, on the field. Um, that was his perspective, you know, not only in sports, but, you know, in life. Give it all you have while you got it. And then, so where where'd you, did you grow up in Westchester or you grew up in Inglewood? You know, I grew up in Inglewood. Um, you know, that's that's where everything started. I was on the outskirts of Inglewood with the, uh, you know, if you never heard of Ladera Heights, you know, oh, yeah, I never heard of Ladera Heights. <laughs> what? Because I'm white? <laughs> no, you stop, stop with that bullshit, okay? First of all, the king of Ladera Heights, okay, king of Ladera Heights is George Raveling. There, okay. okay. So, George yeah. Raveling with the head coach of USC and the greatest, and this is only Hoopers in LA know this. If you could ever get to go to, to George Raveling's basement, you yeah. go in there and he had all the Nike gear, like yeah. everything. It was, yeah. it was, it, it was. So, <laughs> so please, so Black Beverly Hills was was Ladera Heights, right? Like that was right. the spot. Anybody who was anybody in LA at the time in the eighties and nineties 
that had a good family. It wasn't like crazy rich like Beverly Hills or whatever, but it was awesome. Okay, so you were you were in Ladera Heights. I was I was blessed to be in Ladera Heights, man. Had a pool in the back, man. Got to make sure I didn't get too injured, you know, too too, too injured. I'd be able to just do my little rehab in a pool. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, coming from Ladera, I was able to walk to Inglewood, you know, the infamous Rogers Park, uh, you know, getting my game from a lot of greats there. Jason Works, Harold Miner, you know, uh, it, it, you know, the list goes on and on, man. Um, Jay Humphreys was even, you know, from Inglewood. He's old school, you know. Yeah. So it's a lot of history that comes out of Inglewood. And I was... You know, uh, right there next door. I'm still so, offended. You said I don't know Lejo. You don't know. Oh, Lejo. sorry, Jack. You know, look. <laughs> Shit. Come on, man. I owe you like, much. <laughs> fair enough. I, I will. I will gladly accept. Okay. So, uh, but did you play with an? Do you play with the travel ball squad? Right? Because we had. So so you're the age like you're. I was in that grade, and then I I stayed back in, in eight, and that was Ricky Price and Toby Bailey. And, yeah. and and Kristan, whatever, Cameron Murray, like that was all of our grade. What were you doing when we were in sixth, seventh, eighth grade? We were all hooping at Victoria Park with Slam and Jam. Is yeah. Washington, what were you doing? Right. Yeah, yeah. That Now, you know, I was in and out of the, you know, everybody in L.A. had to go through Victoria Park, Slam and Jam. But when it really started from the beginning, you know, it started with more of the inner city uh, ball clubs like B-ball, Hawthorne Cougars, Harold Jones, you know, shout out to Harold Jones, who is now the coach at Hawthorne High School. He got the job at his alma mater, but he had a traveling team, you know, at Hawthorne Cougars that we're able to at least travel a little bit. And everybody had to do the Vegas trip. You know, if you didn't do the Vegas trip, you felt left out. So my ball started in, you know, um, Rogers Park and kind of fluctuated out to Hawthorne, um, a ball club named Eball. Eball was uh sam's ball club. sam minor right yes yeah, sam exactly okay so here's again i don't know okay so when i this is a true story that has not been told before okay um so i was my dad had his our our teams whatever growing up and we had yeah. uh by that time we had miles simon and we had jr henderson and we were like yeah. in eighth grade and when they went to high school i stayed back and okay. i didn't we didn't really have a team and so i got to practice with um uh with Jason Hart squad right he was on he was on that team <laughs> with Shea Cotton those were the younger kids but right. I needed a squad to play on so my dad reached out to Mr. Miner to Sam Miner okay wow. and twice a week I would go and my dad picked me up at school and dropped me at Sam Miner's house and I'd have dinner and do my homework with his family and then we'd go and I think we had practice once and then we'd hoop I think the league was there was like a city league at I think it was at Westchester high school and it was dope. Right. I was the only white kid in the league. His family, he, was, wow. he was, he was incredible to me, incredible to me. And it was, it was great. And I was, it was a year where I grew from being, you know, I grew, I'm still a midget from being like five foot, right. To being five, nine, five, 10. So I wasn't very good because I was growing so much, but so yeah, b-ball, b-ball was a good, was a good, like good city, city squad right so right, okay yeah. so, so why did you choose to go so did you go to westchester high school first and then to crunch how did how did the high school thing come to be you know my mom didn't want me too close to inglewood high school you know inglewood where you know she thought the influence you know would you know trickle down on me which it wouldn't have i'm a strong guy you know i could have done it but anyway. yeah but was it was it was it 
Javon Hester, was that the cat's name? What was the dude's name who was their best player? It was, you're right. It was Javon Harris, uh, Javon Hester. Javon Hester. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then there was a little point guard, too, uh, who was really good. Shit. Um, then Jason Crow. I know Jason Hart was there. Yeah, Jake, Jason Jake Crow was boys. with. So Paul Pierce was a sophomore, and we played him in high school my sophomore year. This is, again, before you and I met. Right. right? And I didn't know who Paul was because Paul was like a, he wasn't. Right, he wasn't a right, dude he was yet. just on his way up. Right, right. So they beat us at our gym in the second round of the CI playoffs, right? Here's some funny shit, right? That yeah. was when nothing but a G thing just came out. <laughs> now, it just came out in Orange County, which means it was out in L.A. like six months before. Right, right. right. Y'all got a little late. So, so, so we, start, we start like warming up and somebody put in like nothing but a G thing, like the clean version, right? And we're getting down and guys are laying up and ducking. We're playing Inglewood. And right. all of a sudden now the cheerleaders, they know every, for Inglewood, they know every word. And we look down the other end of the court and Javon Hester's leaning in and dunking <laughs> and Paul Pierce is doing double clutch. And they, they freaking housed us in our place. And Paul was a little thick. He was a little fat, right? And he yeah. dunked on our big guy. <laughs> but what happened was, and this is to your mom's credit, her knowledge, two weeks after they played us, I think Javon got caught with like an AK-47 in the back of his car. He and did. so he got kicked off, kicked out of high school and they lost in the playoffs. Right. So like your mom knew, like Paul wasn't a bad dude, but there were some dudes that were doing some different shit. So she says, all right, you're going to Ed Azam right. playing, playing for Westchester. You're, you're a freshman year in high school. How big are you? Yeah, I am. Uh, I come in about six freshmen, about six, three, you know, six, three, maybe 175. You know, I'm still a skinny kid. My knees are hurting. I have Osgood Slaughter. Osgood Slaughter, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to put it together, man. And I'm like, okay, well, let me come in and play some football because that's what I know. It starts early, you know, and I can go ahead and try to get my feet wet in high school a little early. And, you know, it went well. It went well until the last couple of games. I got an interception. I caught the ball. I'm running to the, I'm running to the end zone. I'm almost there. And this guy comes right at my shin, puts his helmet in my shin, man. I said, you know what? I scored a touchdown, but after that, I had a a, a orange size uh, a lump on my on my shin. I said, you know what? It's time to retire and let's go. Well, we're gonna change this up a little bit. And from then on, I just said, this is basketball on out. Knowing Westchester has some good history, you know they had James uh, at Lee Boy. They had the Ball brother. And I said, you know, I'm having to myself small with JV. And at the time, I might have gone that, that summer of playing football, going into basketball. So I might have gained a, a half for And all that was for my advantage for basketball. So I, t- I saw that as a blessing. And when that came about, Coach DeWitt, I want to give props to Coach DeWitt, Coach Brown. Because they gave me a chance to work myself up from fifth string. If you didn't, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You so you're you're, you're at Westchester. You're a freshman. You're playing you JV. You're fifth string in JV. Yeah, you know you come on late, so you're not on the first. Oh yeah, because you're football. Cause football. Right. You know, let's say fourth string. But I'm just saying that the raising, having to come up, you know, and work my way up to first string was was really hard. You know, you had juniors. 
and you had sophomores on JV. You know, being a freshman coming late from football was already hard enough, but them giving me that chance because I was a hard worker. So, you know, I raised the intensity uh, of practice, the, the level, you know, uh, the competition raised that, you know, it was intense. And they saw that. That kind of uh, trickled down on all the other players. And next thing you, you saw was, hey, uh, other players are playing better with me in the game. I don't have to be that deadly shooter, you know, but if I'm active on the court and I'm playing tight D, I'm helping your man out, I'm taking charges, and I'm, I'm getting where we need to go, getting us where we need to go, I'm different on the court. That's what happened. Win four or five. Next thing you know, we're on the we on the board. I, on the break. I, I saw myself as a fixture in that lineup, and we ended the season well, and that boosted my confidence and let me know that, hey, um, maybe you need to take basketball a little bit more seriously. So, so then did you, okay. So after your freshman year, did you, were you still with, with B-ball or did you, did you, did you switch to a bigger club? How, how'd that work? You, you know, sparingly, you know, I, you know, it was back then it was hard unless the coach was actually picking you up. Your mom was just going to take you to one thing. <laughs> you either pick in the practice here at school or you picking the practice with them. So if you were good enough, you were able to have coach pick you up. And I was fortunate enough that coach would pick me up. Sam would pick me up. Harold would pick me up. And, uh, you know, I was big. So I was able to still here's the other side to it. Okay. So my dad was the coach, right? So most of my childhood experience in the afternoon was riding, riding in that car riding in that car to go pick dudes up, right? We'd have to right. go halfway to San Diego to pick up Adam Walton. <laughs> We'd have to go halfway up to, right. Right. Uh, even when we were in eighth grade, we had a couple dudes, a guy named Jasmine Johnson, we called Bump because he had a big bump in the back of his head. <laughs> we had to go pick up Bump and he lived by the uh, the, the Jordan, LA Jordan projects, right? There's oh, like- Jordan yeah. Yeah, so there's, uh, wait, help, help me out oh, here, okay? Man. Now this part I don't know as much about. Okay, Jordan High School's in the middle, and there's projects on each side, right? Right. Isn't it? Right? Yeah. And But yeah. one one project is like was Crips, and one project was Bloods. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the high school's in the middle. Like, in the middle. Of that, right? And I'll never forget this. This is a true. So my, it, think about how white this, this car is. My mom had an Astro van that we would Ooh. take the, the back seats out of. Yeah. Right? So my oh, dad wow. would drive this Astro van, and we'd go pick up these two cats in LA that, that live right by the projects. And um, he gets a flat tire right, right out, right outside LA Jordan high school. Mm. Oh, and, wow. we're wearing, and we had at the time, my dad had some hookup with Nike. So we had these, uh, I mean, they're in hindsight, terrible, but they were Nike sweats and they were blue and green and white. And we all have them on after practice. Right. right? And now we're outside the car. And these dudes are, you know, like they're, they're like, you know, this is the toughest part of L.A. You know, yeah. don't be wearing blue. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. In this area, like, right. And, and so we're out of the car. We're trying to change this tire. And we got Adam Walton, big giant white dude, right from San Diego, Miles oh. Simon, who I love miles, but he grew up in a wider area than I did. Right. And, and me and my pops. And every time a car rolls up like slow, like even to ask like, hey man, you need some help? We're like hopping in the bushes and hiding. Right. You like don't my, know what help, help they're going to give you, right? Correct. <laughs> correct. So my childhood was the opposite. Where my childhood was, we were going to pick these dudes up. So I was seeing, I know every part of LA from that. And, you know, like I do sports radio now. I was listening to it with my dad, right? And like, that was kind of like my childhood experience. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm printing nonstop through the holidays. Right? You got cards, gift tags, lists, cookie receipts, mostly cookie receipts. Plus, you got travel docs as well. You know, you got to get those reimbursements. And nothing will ruin the fun like good old-fashioned cartridge conniption. That's when your printer's pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst possible time. And you can't help but lose it a little. Or a lot. It's frustrating. But, All Ball Community, you know what we do around here. We bring you tech solutions. And the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer is a great solution. Epson EcoTank uses big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. Go ahead. Add some people to your holiday card list. No more running out of magenta when you're trying to make the season merry. No more having to apologize to your house guests after having a total cartridge conniption. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. You can just fill and chill. Who doesn't want some more chill around the holidays? Epson EcoTank. Learn more at Epson.com slash AllBallWithDoug. Beverage Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. The foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on BetRivers Sportsbook right in your phone. BetRivers features top-tier customer service, ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they have this unique rush pay system, and BetRivers Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly. Customer satisfaction is always their number one priority, and BetRivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sports books, BetRivers only requires a one-time pay-through to turn bonuses into cash, so you're going to experience a difference. Just go to BetRivers.com. You'll see it for yourself. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Remember, BetRivers Sportsbook. It's the place. Just go to BetRivers, B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S, When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? Did something never thought you would do? How about live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van? You could tour the country, whatever you want to dream up. And we're talking about Mercedes-Benz van here. Expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect performance and reliability with that MBUX voice command system. You're going to get five-star dealer network available with a gas engine. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4. You enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. You go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com, and there you enter, get official rules for a chance to win this beautiful Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. danpatrick.com 
or foxsportsradio.com, and you have to do so by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting for you. DanPatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com. Some equipment described is optional. All right, so uh, your sophomore year, when did you leave and decide to go to Crenshaw? Well, good question, and that's in my book, too. You know, Westchester had won the city championship, you know, and I, I, I saw them. They were a tough team. And as much as the JVs, shout out to my JV Westchester squad, because some days we did beat the varsity squad. We beat you guys. But, you know, they were they were a tough squad. They deserved uh, everything they got. There. And they returned all their starters back, except Leroy O'Brien. So Leroy Roy O'Brien was a city player of the year. Le- Leroy who? Leroy O'Brien. He was. What the, the hell city- happened to him? He was city player. Right. What happened to him? Right. See, I don't know where uh, Leroy is. He's disappeared. Uh, he was the big man. You remember? See, you got some history in the city, Doug, you know. And you got James Gray, of course, Gumby, who was the point guard, who was the pre, you know, the L.A. City Player of the Year, which is my guy, you know, the following year after I left, which I went to Culver City. I went to Culver City with Chris Elliston. Not Dominique, no, I know Dominique Ellison. I don't know Chris Ellison. Well, Chris Ellison right now, he's a football agent. You know, he played – Dominique Ellison, they're cousins. There you go. Okay. Cousins. Dom was a bad boy now. Dom was great. Dom was a good player. I, I could not guard Dominique Ellison. He was a bucket. He, he was hard. Dom, Dom was a smart player. So, so, wait, wait, you go to Culver – I don't even know – I never even heard Culver City High School. How did you – like, how do you go to Culver City High School from – like, Westchester was like basketball factory. You want to be a hooper. You're like, yeah. well, I can't start there, so now I'm going to go to – how did you go to Culver City? I, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, you know, how am I going to get here and actually be noticed, you know? And it was the Culver City Centaurs. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a centaur. So that was <laughs> – but, you know, me making that transition, it, it wasn't that far from home. My mom liked the diversity around, uh, you know, in Culver City. Um, she thought that it, it, it would have a good positive uh, – but you know, any like, was, like was Westchester is Westchester a mostly white school except for basketball? No, Westchester was was pretty diverse too. But you had a lot of uh, kids bust in too as well, you know. And uh, you know that you know that kind of changed you know the the, the dynamic dynamic yeah. of the school. So okay, so you uh, go to West, you go to Culver City, go to Culver City. Who's the coach? Do you know Marty Siegel. Uh, Marty Siegel, who was there for my people. <laughs> How you doing, Marty? Shout out to you. So you got Marty Siegel. You got a, a big man named Shiny Kennedy, who was pretty good. You know, uh, he might be Roy O'Brien. And you had himself, and you had uh, a couple other guys. You know, were good feeling players. You know, Louis Beatty, Chris Ellison. And my thing, Doug, was trying to get some confidence at the varsity level. You want to play? Yeah, exactly. I wanted to be the man early and not saying just the man, the man, but just wanted to develop that confidence where I was able to say, hey, if I feel like I could, I, I will. And the coach won't say, hey, right, pass the ball or, you know, swing the ball. And he would just rely on that I would be able to make the play, you know, just bring some intensity. And, you know, that's what we did. So no no football, no football at all. You didn't go to football. Football's out of there. We threw football out. We said we are concentrating on strictly basketball. What, what would Pop say when you're like, I ain't playing football? Oh, you know what? He said, hey, man, you know, Pop wasn't really a guy that put pressure on you after he saw that I was growing. By that time, I'm about 6'5". I'm taller than my dad now. You know what I'm saying? I, I, had a, I had a growth spurt. 
I grew a couple in five, and uh, I'm coming in myself, you know. And that was uh, that year was perfect. I got to know myself, got to know what I need to work on, what my strengths, and that set a tone right here. Okay, be an effective player, work your way up because yeah, guys were already ranked. You already know that. Toby was probably the, the best player ranked. Like he was ranked since seventh, eighth, eighth, eighth. Lonnie, Ricky. You know, these guys have been you know, since sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So my thing was to try to get to that level where they were. You know, I'm getting hoop scoop, and I'm like, gosh, oh my Cal, yeah, you were in Cal High, where that Cal High magazine, and they had all the rankings. Yeah, Street and Smith, you know. Yes, yes. Get in those magazines, you know, and that's what it, you know, somewhat for me was the 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 uh, the energy, and you know, I said I'm gonna have to put this effort in to get. Okay, to so so then that summer, okay, so after sophomore year, still with b-ball, or did you switch? Did you switch switch squads? Um, right about then, you know, you, it, it was tough. I was kind of, um, a, you, uh, oh, you were, you would, you would jump on anybody's squad, you know, whatever you could. So, you know, I, I would be playing. It had, for, for people who don't know. Okay. So this league, okay. It started at Victoria Park. There's a guy named Izzy Washington. Rest in peace to Izzy. And, uh, right. Reebok, Flam, yeah. Reebok Slam and Jam. Yeah. And. Everybody at that time had the you got the slam and jam uniforms, you just had a different color jersey, right? right. White on one side, and then right. it didn't matter what squad it was. And then some teams, like the teams from ARC from the Valley, they would have their own for Vegas and Santa Barbara and other right. tournaments, right? But you'd wear a slam and jam. And so sometimes you'd come in the morning and you'd play, and dudes would be wearing a black slam and jam jersey. And then you come in the afternoon, the same guy would be wearing an orange slam and jam jersey, like, what the fuck? Right. right. Like you, just, you just wanted right. to hoop. Yeah. And at Stay some point in time, park. when we were in high school, it switched from Victoria Park to Dominguez High School. Right. Oh, and it, it became all about everything was at Dominguez. Um, OK, so. So you're bouncing around and then you decide to go to Crenshaw High School. And at the time, Chris Don Johnson, KJ, was with us. Right. Mm. And but you guys both. How, how did it come to be that you guys came together at, at Crenshaw? You know, that's just so weird. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's still amazing to this day that I got to Crenshaw. Uh, me coming from Culver City, you know, this is my third high school. You know, we didn't discuss the fact between Culver City and Crenshaw. I went to Dorsey for a couple of days. You they know, know that. Yeah, you know, my, <laughs> you know, B-ball. Who was the little point guard at Dorsey? Uh, Kenya Wilkins. Kenya. Man, he was a bad, okay, so Kenya Wilkins. Okay, He was bad. He's a bad motherfucker. Okay, so so I visited when I left, and I'm probably we're jumping out of order. We'll get back to it in seven. So I left when I left Oklahoma, uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I visited a couple places, and I'm like, I'm gonna sit out of junior college, and not play. And I went on on five visits, and my last visit was actually Oregon, and that was the year that that Arizona won the national championship. Yeah, well, I I visited when Oregon beat Arizona, and. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Wilkins was their point guard, and I yeah. and I had forgotten how how bad how much of a badass he was, and he yeah. was a senior, and I was going to replace him, and he was he was a he was a bad boy, scoring point, little tougher than shit, and Dorsey has that cool gym that it's in TV commercials because it's like all glass at one end, right, and it's a really kind of picturesque gym, 
But how did you, okay, so you're at Culver City. How'd you go to Dorsey and why'd you leave and go to Crenshaw? Uh, you know, I, the competition level wasn't where I wanted it to be, Doug. So, you know, I said, look, I, I, I think I, pe I peaked out somewhat. And my cousin, Flicky, who was a, a fixture in Wood, you know, mentoring a lot of kids, he said, Trey, please make this decision and go to Crenshaw. You guys will win the city and state championship. I'm like, I'm like, Flicky, that's just too much, bro. You know, everybody's gone from Crenshaw. Yeah, they, you know, they're rebuilding. How do you know this? And, man, they got Chris Johnson. Marcus is going there. I said, that sounds nice, but, you know, you, we got to relate this to my mom. We're transferring to another school. You know, I have to get this through my mom. And I, I was excited, but it was it was hard getting. Okay, wait, wait. So, so you went to Crunch. If you went to Dorsey for how long though? For two weeks? Three days. Three or three days. It was. <laughs> it, you okay, know. So, so, and for people who don't understand, okay, so Westchester is there's the 405. Westchester is west of the 405 near the airport. Right. The airport. right. You go east of the 405 around the 10, and there's Culver City, and that's for Culver City High School. Now, Crenshaw is in the Crenshaw district, but that's not. No, it's right next to it, isn't it? Isn't Crenshaw right next to Culver City? No, no, it's on. A, you, you, you know what? It's not as far as you think, but you got to take you got to take Slauson. You got to take Sepulveda, make a left on Slauson and go all the way down. OK, go all the way down Slauson until you hit Crenshaw. OK, then once you hit Crenshaw, now you're right there in South Central. You're in the heart of the Crenshaw district. And right there on Crenshaw and 54th, there you got Crenshaw High School, a street over from Crenshaw. Okay, so, um, this, I'm, and I, I don't like to do this to go backwards in time, but I remember my freshman year. So you were at Westchester at the time. You're not in the heart of South Central. And as we point out, you're in Ladera. Again, nice area, up kind of a hilly area, overlooking mm -hmm. some of the other stuff. Um, the white Orange County kids perspective. And I had my whole life, we had gone, there's a, a Challengers Boys Club. We used to hoop there on Saturday mornings. We would have games there like in sixth and seventh and eighth grade or whatever. So, right. and I had, we had friends and we knew about gangs and all that stuff in the city. But, you know, I, and I grew up in Orange, California. It's fine. Um, what do you remember of what was, what were the riots like, the Rodney King? Because it has kind of come full circle with all of this unrest now. Like my, my memory, like I had no idea that, and I know he was on a bunch of stuff, but I had no idea that cops treated people like this, like zero, you right. know, like I didn't, obviously you, you, you run up on cops that are on a power trip, whether you're white, black, Mexican or whatever, mm -hmm. but L and I've always built like LA, it's kind of homogenous, right? Like everybody's from somewhere else. Right. And I, I'm just, I have kind of a blind spot to it because just, how being raised in a hoop, like you got, if you're a racist, it's not the place for you, right? <laughs> but yeah. I, re I like, I, I remember like when the riots went down, like the ship got real. It was very, very different. And there was a lot of tensions within the city. What was it like for you? What was your, what's your memories and your experiences going back to the LA riots? You know, I, I, that that is a fixture in, in my life where you never will forget that. I mean, up to that very second, when they cancel school and my mom is calling me to make sure I come from school right to her house. You know, this is where everything starts kind of, you know, trickle off. And I, I'm, I'm in the car. My friend, he said, 
man, they're looting. Let's go. I'm like, no, dude. Mom's telling me get to we, the house. We had, we had people in my high school who were like, and, and Tustin High School was the most diverse high school in Orange County. Again, oh, Orange County. Yeah. right? And and we had <laughs> we had dudes, I never forget, I, I won't sell them out. We had dudes on my team like, yeah, we're going to LA to get some stuff. Like, right, dude, that right. a bad idea. I am not going. Plus, I'm a white dude. I just saw that guy get pulled out of his truck. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, man, ain't that bad. ain't that bad come on come on anyway so your mom made you come you, your mom made you came up come home and you just wrote it out on, t- oh, I watched you, it on you tv know what? I, I didn't make it home that easy you know with stops people picking up people over oh, let's go over here let's see this and see that and tell you the truth i did ride around for about an hour but you know i made it back in safe because right about then things were getting a, a little bit a little bit out of out of hand yes and you don't want to be in the middle of things there I don't care what you are. You just don't want right in the center of all that drama. And um, it, it it was special for me just to see, looking at it from my eyes, I see the first time I saw a black man getting beat up by the police was filmed on camera in Rodney King, you know. And just to see that, you know, this many years later, at least the recording can... Uh, be able to convict, you know, a police for his doing that special. We still have a long way to go, but just for a, just for seeing that that standpoint, of seeing that one camera can get these guys uh, uh, off, but this camera can get him convicted. I, mean, I, I still, I, I, I still don't. They all got off. Like that right. was the, that, like that, that was the, they all. We we can we can do another we can do another pod. It just it made no sense to anybody. They all got off. Oh, like they right. kicked the shit out of this guy. You're like, right, no probation. They're like, come on, anything. So it was so like a face. It was, <laughs> it was it was, and it probably is what led to OJ getting. Probably probably should have led to OJ getting off because people were like, that shit didn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so you show up at Crenshaw, and like now, you, uh, Coach West is your coach, right? So yes, yes. So you what what what's your memories of showing up at Crenshaw's gym? I walk into Crenshaw, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, I look to the left, you know, you got the bleachers and you got about honestly, you got a probably about a, a hundred and fifty, hundred and fifty kids. And I'm looking, I'm saying, oh wow, the PE classes are still in here. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. And my man says, no. They're trying out. Everybody you see up there is trying out for Crenshaw basketball. And I'm like, are you serious? Wow. Everybody wants to play for Crenshaw basketball. And, you know, just to just to see that was amazing because that got me more hyped. I said, oh, y'all trying out? I'm trying out too. Okay, so let's go. And, you know, knowing or not, the, 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 the competition, that already started when you walked in the gym and saw everybody, you know, it's, it's going to be a competitive a competitive couple of days right now where everybody wanted to play at that Crenshaw jersey, y'all. And when I saw that, I never saw that again. You'll never see that again. Oh, I don't even think that some players But you had everybody left. Alexis Grubb was gone. You had a lot of players that had, uh, were seniors. So it was all about rebuilding uh, Crenshaw back. And if it took him watching players all day, all night, all night, all good news, 
um, it was well worth it, as you see. You know, I saw Chris out there, and I'm looking. Oh, okay, Marcus. Okay, and he's doing all these moves and just uh, making it look so easy. And he had a little bit of weight on him. You know, not fat, but just thick. You know, and as he always. No, he was fat. It's okay. It's okay. KJ's KJ's <laughs> cool. I mean, like, look, he was fat. He was unbelievable. He was he was he was unbelievable how how skilled he was and he how was. good he was. And at that time, he just hadn't taken care of his body yet. Right? Yeah, and he was he was fat. It was all right. Like he, he just was. was. He's gonna he get was, let's let's say a little chunky. Okay, a little. Chunky. <laughs> but look, he, he was yeah. He had more. Now, here's what you don't know. So KJ KJ, who I love, and he was a great player, and but he's like me, right? Like we're talkers and bullshitters, or whatever. So the summer before that year, the the circuit used to be you play in a tournament in Long Beach, right? Is he at a tournament in Long Beach? Then you go play in Vegas at the like the Nike National Championship, and then you go play in Phoenix. And it was back to back to back weeks. And oh, you played in a, a camp first, right? Right. If you were right. good enough, you played the ABCD, which we went to the next year. That right. year was at UC Irvine was good enough. There's also superstar camp and then there was West Coast, the, the pump camp, right? Which was mm-hmm. so you did camp, camp, and then like a day of practice, and then Long Beach, and then Vegas, and then Phoenix. Right. And by the time you get to Phoenix, you're tired. You're, you're done. Kind of done. You're kind of done, right? It's kind of like we're done. It's hot, and some of those gyms back then didn't have AC, or the AC wasn't working all that well, right? Right. And right. You're kind yeah, of yeah. like, and these guys you you start playing with in the spring, and you played like a hundred games with them. And, you know, it's like your brother, like, you get kind of tired of each other. We got into a fight in the back of a 15-passenger van, me and KJ, on the way to Phoenix. Really? What's going on back there? I pulled out of the road. And like, (laughs) my dad was about to beat both of our asses. We got in a fight. Like, here's a grown man. And, like, Marcus was cool. And KJ eventually left. And I think you guys played in the same travel team that next year, right? But it was – Marcus was cool. He was like, hey, treat him like he's your son. Like, you want to discipline him, discipline him. And – and anyway, we got into a, a fight, whatever. <laughs> Don't feel bad. We did too. Okay. No, I know that's, but that's, but, but it's like one of those, you're around each other enough where you piss each other off and then you come and he's much bigger than me. Oh yeah. Uh, but Chris yeah, he was, he was, off, though. he knows how to but, pressure. Bro. Hey, yes. He definitely knows how to pressure. Me. But he, he was heavy. He, he was. And it probably, you know, changed his, he, it changed his life when, when he changed his diet at, at, at UCLA. Um, okay. But, but but I, they didn't cover L.A. teams in Orange County. Like, I don't ever remember. Like, first time I saw Crenshaw play was at the sports arena right. against Modern Day, and they yeah. wanted no part of you guys. And that was a loaded team. That team, okay, that team, they beat, they beat my – I had I, I went to a public school. I didn't want to go – didn't want to go to there because I wanted to – it's kind of the same thing as you in Culver City. Like, I wanted to play. Right, and right. And Modern, Modern Day, like, they had too many dudes. I wouldn't have been able to play until, like, my senior year. You so, might have – Got some time with Sufi. Remember, but see, like Sufi was Sufi was my teammate. He was older than me, but they had Sufi. Then they had my age. They had Clay McKnight, who was not a point guard, but like, look, the coach's son's gonna play. That's right, right, right. Yeah. Clay. They had uh, Kevin Augustine was younger than me, but he was a hooper. Like they had, they always, and they had Miles. They had those are all my guys that I played with. Right. So I don't remember were you guys dominant that year were you just okay like what was your actual season like we weren't we weren't uh picked to win that game you know modern day was loaded we kind of came out the blue 
we almost lost to Capistrano Valley that year. You know, they had a guy that could not miss from the corner. Okay? And, and once again, Chris saved us that game. You know, he when uh, Miles missed the free throw the, with three seconds left, Rico got the basketball. That's in the book, too. He takes a dribble, passes off to Chris. They didn't play Rico. Tough. They thought he might. Wait, wait, wait. So, so Ryan, what was the score? Was modern day? Was it tied? Miles with the free throw. It was modern day. Was up one. Okay, modern day was up one. Miles could could have uh, sealed it, or at least made it where we would have went into overtime if he would have made the second free throw. He misses it, hits the back of the iron. Rico gets the back ball, uh, gets the rebound, shoots it to Chris. Chris gets the ball. It's two seconds left. He actually won. I don't know how they did it so quick. Rico took one dribble past it. Chris took the ball. He does a little put shot like this. Two seconds. Uh, and now you see the ball goes right in. He takes, he takes, the only thing he thinks takes a dribble. I think he gets the ball. And you know, he might have took a dribble and just shoots a little shot put. And it goes in. I fouled out. Uh, I think I, I fouled Mark uh, Williams. Mark, 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 Mark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fouled him and uh, he got, he got fouled. I got hit my ball. So and hurt at the same time because I found out. I'm like, oh, I'm hurt about found out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was out of there and I'm, I'm cheering from the bench. I'm like, oh, when he gets shot, I'm, I'm running. I forgot I was hurt. I'm running to Chris and we all running on the court. To this day, I cannot find that game. And that was one game that I would love to have for my documentary. Now I've got all the, you know, the modern day with Shay. You know, I've got the Jesuit game with Mike Fontaine. But that game right there is a classic game. If anybody's listening from – I'll get well, – that's not a problem. I'm sure modern day has – they tried to burn it. But it, it right. So. There you go. Okay. So, let's fast hey. Let's fast forward. So, yes. we go to ABCD camp mm-hmm. in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. So, here's the squad I remember. Let's see if I get it right here. Okay. So, Jelani Gardner, who – he was a bad boy, right? Jelani was – he was six five point guard. My dad's like, that's the next yeah. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Um, we, um, uh, we so we had Jelani Gardner. We had uh, Tony Gonzalez. Yep. Right. Yeah. We had you. We had me. We had Alex Lopez, who I played with in sixth grade. Right. Alex Lopez. Right. The Brooklyn Robbins brother. Yeah. Okay. Uh, man, we had a dude from uh, Trayvon Carmichael from Fontana. That name sounded from I saw yeah yeah okay yeah. so he was like I don't know, he was like six five six four could dunk pretty good I mean but yeah. no one none of, he was like Inland Empire like at that time it didn't really exist on our radar right right didn't really didn't really know who he was uh, who we had Slick Rick Ricky Price okay who was Rick Rick was always on a rival team like yeah. literally I'd never played all these guys I'd never played with before and. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted 
so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Miles and those guys, they went to Nike camps. We go to ABCD. Okay, Woody's... I'll give you my memory in a second. This is about you. What is your memory of how you blew up at that camp? 
Um, you know, I, I coming off that that city and state championship and able to go there. My thing was I, I wanted. I mean, personally, I know we had a, a squad. My thing was trying to improve myself on the wing. You know, I wanted to be a small forward. I want to be able to play uh, outside, you know, away from the basket. And that camp is what gave me the opportunity. And your dad did, you know, and we, we bumped heads a lot, but your dad actually gave me that. Bumped chance. heads once. He, I mean, well, once your memory's this. bad. You bumped head once. Here's what happened. Here's, here's, this, this story I know because I lived it and I was there and I don't forget I, shit. Tell me beta for beta. like the second game we're playing. And we were like, at that time, Janelle, he's like, we should all play AAU together this summer. We go kick everybody's ass. Like, we should stay together, right? And we were, we were super tight, and it was just fun. And we were kicking somebody's ass. And the way it worked was there were four 10-minute quarters, mm-hmm. right, and running time. And I think we had 10 dudes on the squad, right, and, or, and you'd play. So there was no – and if you had less, it was like a number system. So everybody played, like, the same amount. Right. Five guys, yeah. five guys, five guys. And then there was a 10-minute coach's quarter. And that was like, all right, now you're trying to win. And the coaches could sub freely. And right. we beat somebody by like 20 points. And after the game, everybody's high-fiving. And you're pissed. Pissed. Really? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, man, what's the matter? It's like, yo, man, your pops didn't play me. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, he didn't play me. <laughs> and I went up to my dad. I was like, hey, man, I don't think you played Tremaine. He's like, what are you talking about? He just forgot. So you're hot. So the way it yep. worked was we would, in the morning, there'd be like a clinician or whatever. We do some stuff, a little practice in the afternoon. We play and then we yeah. have dinner and then we play again. So it's probably like the second day of being there. Yeah. Right? So we go to dinner and you're not talking to anybody. You're fucking hot, hot, are hot, you hot. And you definitely don't want to talk <laughs> to me. And of all the people above me, you don't even want to look at my dad, right? You are so pissed. And so <laughs> you were already a freak show in layup lines. Like I had no idea. I just had no idea. I'd seen you play once in my life before that at, at Crenshaw against Modern Day. Nobody knew who I was. Yeah. Nobody knew who you were. Yeah. And, like, Ricky was blowing up. Ricky was, like, the best player in camp. Yes. Right? And so yes, you were like, hey, man, I ain't fucking passing. I was like, <laughs> all right. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I, I, all I do is pass. Like, I'm, whatever. You know? I, I said, you did not that. pass the entire game. You also, I think, missed one shot the entire game. It was like oh, okay. you, you, it was like a, you were so focused. I am so mad at that white dude coaching. I'm so mad at everybody else. Nobody knows who I am. I'm going to kill everybody. It's like that uh, that scene of Marcus in um, White Man Can't Jump. I'll go back to my car, get my other gun, shoot everybody's okay. ass. Nobody like, said that. <laughs> right, right, don't know. Yeah, that was you. And from that moment on, everybody knew who you were. That's my memory of it. From that moment on, my dad was like, Oh shit! He can play. He can shoot. He can play the wing. He was right. like, "Go do you, man. Just, just go do you." It was one of those like, "I'm going to show you," and you did. You know what? That you know what? Goodness gracious! That was the game of my life. Too, now man. you got to rewrite your book, right? <laughs> that right? That right? There, I remember that I was really I did I got hot and partaking that I didn't pass the ball at night. But the point was. I was focused. That's the film you need. That's the tape you need to find. Yeah, that, that would be a that would, I probably that would, have that one. Yeah, that, that would be a classic. Sunny, sunny, sunny. We need to call Sunny. <laughs> sunny definitely but has it. That was um, great. Hey, all ball community, uh, listen up. 
two of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time you're 35. And it's one of those deals where you're like, what do I do? How do I avoid this thing? Is it smart? Don't be a statistic. If you're a little bald or a lot bald, fix it in a simple stress-free way. Try Keeps. K-E-E-P-S. What you do is a virtual doctor consult at keeps.com. And then the medications are delivered straight to your door. It's low cost with treatment starting at just 10 bucks a month for FDA approved medications and they can prevent hair loss. Keeps is more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And don't walk around with pattern baldness. We all know it's not cool. It just doesn't feel right. Prevention is in fact the key. So if you're ready to stop messing around, right? You got a new year, a new energy towards fixing the little things like hair loss, you want to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash all ball. You get your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com, keeps dot com slash all ball. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Okay, so my recollection of Cal is we knew some shit was going on. And here's how. Because Jelani was a talker, right? And if you remember, so I roomed, who'd you room with at that camp? I roomed with with J.R. Henderson. Who was that? Who did I room with? I with Alex or Tremaine or someone. I remember who I, you know what? I remember a lot of Detroit players meeting on with uh, we, well, we we lost to Detroit the De- Detroit in the finals, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think they were next, they were like next to us, which made it worse. Right. Yeah. Right? But, so what I remember was 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 next to so we had a, a, a room and it was like no air conditioning in that shit either. It was terrible. It wasn't hot. 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 hot, and I had Jr. with me who lives in Bakersfield. It's hot as shit, and he was miserable. And he would yeah. take he would take cold wet towels and put them all over his body and just lay in his bed. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and so Jel- so Jelani and Ricky were next door to us, and they roomed together, and they had hated each other beforehand, but they somehow kind of became boys. Right. And, no, had, yeah. and Antoine Walker, Antoine Walker was was always coming over playing cards or shooting dice. And they started yeah. talking about, we ain't going nowhere for less than a hundred grand. We ain't going nowhere. And I was like, and they kept talking about Cal. <laughs> so why did you, true, true story, why did you choose Cal? Uh, you know, I took all, I, 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 that was a good point. If you, if I look back at it again, you know, Bowles wasn't actually my favorite, you know, home visit at that time. My favorite home visits was, were um, Roy Williams. I was impressed with Roy and Jim Behan. I'm still impressed with Jimmy because he didn't walk in with anything. He just had this. He said, hey, I got a tape for you to watch on the school program. And then after this, I'm just going to, you know, give you my spiel. Uh, Bowles, it was, I, I like, <clears throat> excuse me, I like the influence that he had not only on me, but my mom and my dad. 
He gave, he made them feel real comfortable. And and, and let me tell you something. It, it, it's, it's the difference between recruiter, you know, coach. Bose was more of a good recruiter. You know, he could get you on campus. Okay. Once you're on campus and, you know, some things might not work how you want them to. But for him to get you, you know, have, you know, that influence on my parents, that kind of meant something for me. Uh, and not saying anything bad. He wasn't a bad coach. He probably wasn't the best coach for me at that time. But I loved an assistant coach. You had Charles Payne. You had Billy Kennedy. Um, you know, and, you know, he, he was at Texas A&M for years. Yeah. You know, Coach Payne was at uh, 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 for a number of years assistant coach. Then you had Robert, you know, you had a, you know, Curtis. Uh, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Townsend, right? Yeah, he's, you know, he's been at Kansas forever. So those guys really just closed the deal, you know, uh, with me going there. I mean, I, I, and then you had Scott Perry, you know, Scott Perry, you know, has been, you know, an NBA since then, you know, GMs. He was my, actually my GM uh, assistant uh, with uh, Joe Dumars in Detroit. So, you know, you had that nucleus up there that, you know, made you feel good. You know, not only are you, you know, having a cool with the head coach, but you have a relationship with the assistant coaches. So once I was on campus, it was, you know, me, Jelani and I talked, you know, and, you know, Jelani saying he's going to throw me lobs. You know, it's like, it's us, bro, it's us. And, I, you know, that's what you want. You know, you want another, you know, recruit there saying, hey, we're going to change this. And then when you have, Tony, that didn't hurt. You acknowledge two star sports. It was like, hey, I'm coming here, but I'm a. So when you look at that, I didn't feel like I was just coming in by myself. I had. Were you getting, a, were you, were you getting paid? No, I, I didn't get paid, which, you know, a lot of people thought I got paid. Now, you know, of course, you know, Summer Bridge was free for me. You know, you get countless uh, meals and, you know, shoes. But if you're talking about the Jelani, you know, with the meeting with, you know, Pops and all, you know, you know, money being exchanged, you know, that that wasn't me. You know, Fresno, I got some money, you know, yeah. but I didn't you know any money to go to Cal, you know. So I, when you so you show up like you've been in L.A. your whole life. And now you have berserkly, right? <laughs> it's, it's, my brother was up there six six years as assistant, right? Different, different place. What was that like for you? Berkeley was nice. Oh, you just feel so connected to the to the city, you know, the town. Um, it's a free, open vibe. You know, uh, people actually keep their head up and talk to you. You know, a lot of people these days walk past you and they keep their head down. Berkeley, they want to and, and see, you know, invite you, say hi. You know, uh, you might have a conversation with somebody in line. You guys waiting to buy something. You know, it's it's more of an open, you know, warm-hearted spirit. A little crazy. It's a, you know, you don't know. You might have a guy walking back into class with your backpack. That was a big thing back then. <laughs> free speech. You know, Cal has free speech. That is the mecca of speech and uh it was just great to feel that experience uh you know, it, it was just fortunate that basketball played a way bigger part than you know close to with me you know leaving Cal. no question okay so um so you decide did you leave before everything blew up or did you leave because it was all blowing up with the ncaa stuff uh, i left i left right after uh Bowles, you know, I was gone be, uh, uh, before because if I knew Bowles probably would have got fired up. I mean, nothing against Bowles. I probably would have stayed. 
you know, I've already made my commitment to Tark and, uh, you know, and I, I asked. Well, how, how that, how, how that happened? How did, how did, how did Tark, how'd you get to, cause now you go in the portal and somebody calls you, how did it happen that you. Well, you know what, that it, it's, you know, timing is everything. By this time, I, James uh, Gumby, James Gray had uh, signed with Fresno. He has spent his two years at Santa Monica, JC with Marvin Lindsay. And I said, hey, that's my, you know, Gumby's my guy. You know, I said, hey, this might be a situation for 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 us to put Fresno back on the map, having LA put kids here. And I talked to Tark, you know, they feel feel good. You know, they have good players. I been down here, and I said, you know what? This actually worked. Uh, I I spoke with Dar- Danny Carcani and John Welch was coaching. That was awesome. Great workout guy. I mean, unbelievable. Like, I must have worked out. Yeah, you already know. Good. So the 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 uh, it was a good foundation. You know, I, I think I worked out with Welch maybe the second first or second day I was there. He says, "Hey, you want to work out?" And I'm like, "Well, why not?" You know, and trust me, I, I went out that workout. So, who, like, so who's on your squad at 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 present? Well, you had a super squad there, man. You you know you you had Terrence Roberson, four time all. T Row, uh, yeah, T Row. He was on that Michigan squad that we played against. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you had Chris Heron. Um, you had uh, Avondre Jones. You know, Vondre Jones, Southern Cali kid. You know, Vonnie, right? He was at, he was at Artesia with the O'Bannon boys, right? Right. Okay, uh, so so I got now I got a bunch of questions out, right? Ray this for is, Austin. This is what, Ray for Austin. Skip, like you had dudes from everywhere. Okay, so let's let's start with Chris Heron. Yeah. Okay, so he was a bad boy, right? BABC got mm-hmm. in trouble. Coke at BC. He's yeah. at Fresno. He's hooping. Did you know he was still on something and he was partying all that stuff? You know what? He did a good job of keeping his business away. Uh, sometimes his business would come to you know it would come to him, and we would see. Uh, but Chris always kept it professional. You didn't know how high he was. You know, he'd come right into practice and start hooping. You know, intense. So the intensity was there, and that helped raise our level of intensity too. So, however means it came by, Chris said it. Okay, and uh, that helped us right too. Now, his habit, you know, you could see some little here and there moments, but we also had it at his back, too, as far as, hey, we're not going to put this out here when he gets suspended. We will say he has the substance of these problems with people laid it off on alcohol. You know, we laid it off on alcohol for him. So people, he wouldn't do it both. So, you know, that was something the team had his back, and that's what team, the team was there for. You know, team for a certain amount of time and come back, and help us, you know, uh, our nucleus, if our nucleus stay together, you know, we have Winter Walton too, you know, Mr. Basketball, Detroit, you know, so, right, just thinking like, oh my goodness. How did it, how did it work with getting paid? Like, did they, because I've heard stories about that the, when the guys were at Vegas, right, the way it was, you knew, you had a guy, you had one guy you go to on a Friday, you go into their office, and you, they get you an envelope and you go. There's the old stories of in Vegas, guys would be a um, be a parking valet, right? You yeah. have a job yeah. at the parking valet and you would get <laughs> like crazy. You work for a couple hours, you get crazy tips from just the right guy. Like it's, it's obviously 20 years later. How'd it work? 
you know, it would be it would be alumni, you know, that would you know help us out. You know, they have their, you know, their vegetable crops. You know, Fresno, you know, is all nothing but land. So you got your wine crops. You got everything. So majority of uh, alumni from Fresno, you know, they had a, a lot of uh, a land, and we'll go out there, you know. For them to be able to come see us and sit down at their property at the table and be able to pay bread with us, they're feeling special. We're feeling special too. So it was a mutual thing. He said, Hey, Trey, do you need anything? They you know what? So I moved down there with my girlfriend. She graduated from Cal, and so she was trying to fill out her ways too. And I said, You know, we're just trying to get things right. He said, Hey, Trey, come here once a month. You know, if you if you need me, we'll be good. You know, here's a couple thousand. Hey, I'll take that. And it's nothing like you'd be getting a twenty or ten, fifty thousand dollar bags, but it was because the, the couple thousand were consistent. And that's what you need as a kid to survive. You know, you need a couple thousand here and there. Uh, you don't need much. You just need to make sure you're comfortable and you can go on about your way. Now, you know, me getting cars and stuff from Cal came from outside sources, you know. And um, hey, you see, you didn't get anything from Cal. No, no, I'm talking about when I got a car at Cal, I got that from outside sources. I was James Casey. You know, when I got in trouble, I got in trouble from taking stuff from James Casey, not actually at Cal. So when you say getting Cal, nobody actually at Cal actually paid me. Right. Uh, when but I did, got they, paid, did they set up the deal with James Casey? Did they say, hey, go see James Casey? Well, see, Casey and Bowles didn't get along. So, you know, the, the the relationship with Cal and Casey really never existed. You know, uh, my thing with Casey existed with guys who were financially able in, in the hood to support me. And of course, they wanted their money back once I made it, you know. Right. That, that's, that's the part that I don't know if people, if, if kids understand well enough, right? It's mm -hmm. like when you take money from people, yes, there are people like Fresno State Boosters that they just, they just want you to be, but when you take money from a dude in the in the city, okay. Yeah. You take money from a dude who wants to be an agent. They they want something back in return, right? Right. right. How, when did you when did you find that out? Um, once I got to the NBA, you know, you know everything, all the doors, you know, your doors knock once you make it to the NBA. You know, you have old agents, and you know you have to apply by the contracts too. You know, uh, you make the NBA this amount is old. If you don't make it to the NBA, then only this amount has to be repaid. So I wanted to make it. So <laughs> this had to be repaid. So you know, I, I honored all my obligations, you know, with everybody. And it, it, it worked out. Um, were you there during the Vonnie Jones, Kenny Bruner, Samurai Sword? Deal? Kenny Bruner was a bad motherfuckers player. Okay? Yeah. We played Dominguez. My junior year, they beat us. My senior year, they beat us. I, he was the... He is, without any question, the quickest, toughest guard I have ever played against. You couldn't really shoot, but it didn't matter because you couldn't keep him in front. Okay? Right. Um, remember Tank, uh, who went to Providence and came back to Long Beach State? Uh, shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll think of the next one. Like, yeah. I, like I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything with, with, with Kenny. Kenny was a bad, bad mother, right? So yeah. he goes to Georgetown and transfers back. All right, give, give me the night. And how it all went down. Okay, he real quick, you know, uh, my girl and I stand at the house, um, and um, Kenny's coming out and say, Hey, Kenny's gonna stay up with us for two days, two days. And she says, Okay, uh, we'll I'll cook for you guys, this and that. I say, No, we'll just order a pizza. So we order a pizza, 
Kenny comes over, I'm like, this be good for you, but why'd you leave Georgetown? Okay, why'd you leave? You were perfect there. So I said, okay, you'll come here to stay out of trouble. We can make this happen. I said, just stay here with me these two days. That's it. I wake up in the morning, Kenny's gone. I'm so he's on his visit? This is his visit? No, he's gone. I can't find him. He's over at Vondre's house. He went to Vondre's house. Okay, so I'm calling Kenny. I said, hey, where are you going to, what, what's going on? He said, man, I'm going to come over here and mess with my other partner. I said, okay, cool. I let that go the whole day. The next day, I'm looking at, wake up and watch the news. I see him and Vondre coming out of uh, 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 the jail, getting belted out of the jail. I'm like, what happened within those 24 hours that would allow you guys to be arrested and getting bailed out of jail and on the news? So not only they on Channel 2, they're on 2, 5, 9, 11, 13. You know, in Fresno, that's all it is. You know, it's us, Fresno State. So when you get in trouble, you get super exposed. And when you get do something good, you get super uh, uh, propped. So it, it was a catch-22. It's a double-edged sword. So right there, I found out that they, you know, uh, they wouldn't let a they wouldn't let a kid leave out of there that had went to. Well, they were playing. Video, I wonder, were they playing video games? They there's they and they were smoking. Like what 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 the hell happened? I'd say I, I would say uh, everything. I think something got went bad. They got mad. You know, they were playing with him. So a two different type of uh, situation. Did you know that Bonnie had samurai swords? Bonnie has samurai swords. You know, Bonnie is, uh, you know, he keeps little, little trick, trick looks like that around the house. And whatever Bonnie did, you're going to be intimidated, of course, to a, a kid when you're seven feet with a samurai sword, you know. What what was Tark like? Tark, Tark was great, man. You know, um, I, I wish I, I really could have got the, the younger Tark, not knowing that he was kind of on his last leg and he let, you know, the coaches, you know, Danny and Danny's a great guy, but at that time he really didn't know how to coach and he was still learning. And, and, you know, he was still trying to learn the game of basketball. And you had Welch who, you know, was a workout guy, but still trying to get his coaching, you know, uh, style together. And you had Johnny Brown and he, Johnny Brown's a good coach, more uh, on the quiet side, you know? So we had, we had, to, they had to gel all those things in to try to make it happen. Cause you know, all those personalities is tough. Everybody I named is a fire starter. Ray for Chris, by every everybody. So for them, they get a lot of credit for holding us in, in, in the elite. You know, uh, where we were able to, you know, have some success. You know, we didn't have the same starting lineup. You know, but number five times a whole year with all suspensions. But for us to be playing ball at the end of the year, going to the NIT Final Four, at least to be playing, why you know the NCAs was playing was a blessing but you know for me to say hey i played with tark i i that that's always going to be special for me knowing what he did at uh unlv yeah it, it's it, it it is interesting though that like you're you're aware enough now to know that like you went to bose it was you were recruited right mm-hmm. and you you went to two places because of more relationships than who's the best coach for me right whereas if you could, if you could do a do-over, I can't do a do-over. Like I went to go to Notre Dame as a do-over, right? If you do a do-over, <laughs> you would have gone to somebody who would like, all right, what is the best for me as a player? Right. right? What is what is the best for me as a player? And right. obviously, years later, let's let's do this. Okay, so you get done playing, mm-hmm. and you're at a place where T. Rowe, uh, you got Skip, you got all these dudes. Everybody thinks they're going to the league. Everybody thinks yeah. they're going to be a first-round draft pick. What, what what happened? You get done playing. 
what was what do you remember about the next step? You know, trying to to get outside that tweener uh, stage. You know, a, a three. But four. now it's crazy. Now it's right. It's, it's the thing now. Yeah, it's it, it's a you plus. Could, like listen, listen I, I, this is this is not because you're on my pod. Has nothing to do with it. Right. If, if you were graduating college right now, you were a senior in college at yeah. six, six. OK, to what, 15? Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. That's playing away for me. OK. Yes, exactly. Six, six to 15. Yeah. You could guard one, two, three, two, four. Three, four. Right. Okay. You got football background. Everybody like that. And all you got to do is be able to make a make an open shot every now and again. You play for 15 years. Yeah, right. You're, you're, the, you're the man if you could do that, right? Right. But, <laughs> but then you had everybody had to go like down a position, right? Like, oh, you got you to show you're a two, three, right? right. Like, right. so, okay, you get done. Did you go to Phoenix? Did you go to Chicago? Did, what, did you have the private workouts? What did you do? I went to Chicago camp. Um, I, I actually, you know, Dane Settles, who actually worked me out, who is a, a, a Pepperdine legend, had his number retired at Pepperdine. He actually worked me out really good to make me a three-man, you know, small forward. I ended up going to Chicago camp. I really did good. Um, your boy Ricky Davis like, man, you really got got that that small forward spot down. They talking good about you. So, you know, I, I thought that I would really be able to get in that first round. And I even got a call from Marcus Johnson. Marcus said, hey, man, they like you in Seattle too, man. I worked out for Seattle. I worked out for various teams. Thinking, Doug, that might be a – maybe a 29th to maybe a 40th pick. You know, I worked out with Eddie Jordan, and uh, he said, we'll take you with the 32nd pick at, uh, at Sacramento. You know, let them know they fired him on draft day. So I said, okay, that's out the door. Uh, you know, I fall all the way to 54th. was a disappointing. I never worked out for Denver. But, you know, they drafted, <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan Bowen and I, which was great, you know. And, uh, you know, for me to say, hey. And then, of course, the last pick of that draft was J.R. Henderson at the 58th pick. So I thought we all should have been a little higher, but I, I took that in, you know, met Dan Issel, and it was just a screwed up year, Doug. It was a lockout year. You know, nothing was going, was working for me at that time with the lockout year. A lot of politics involved with players on the team and who were staying and whatnot. And I should have did what Ryan Bowen did. He left and went to London, got money first and came back. <laughs> so props to him, though. But, you know, but you, went to, you, went to, you went to Yakima, right? I went to Yakima with Paul Wilper, uh, who was coaching down there. And uh, that was a tough situation. I, I, I really didn't get along with Adam Carter. You know, uh, he was a good, good, great guard, though. But me coming and trying to play catch up with some with guys that had already been there for, you know, a certain amount of games, you know, it's like, OK, Trey, you're going to have to take a back seat and come in as you, come, you know, as you, uh, but, but you in know. many ways, and, and this may, and I don't know if you agree because you actually lived it and experienced it. But as much as I would tell you that the Fresno situation is fucked up because it, you weren't like when I was at Notre Dame, when I was at Oklahoma State, like we all wanted to go to the league, but we were all about us. Like we right. were tight. It was all about us. Fresno, yeah, y'all wanted to win and all that, but it was still everybody in that room was kind of, it was almost like CBA basketball where. This is just a pit stop on the right. way to the league, right? right. The, the, the reason I tell people all the time is like, you, you don't want to do the, and you did the IBL, which I did as well, um, that you I don't want to do, which you don't want to do minor league basketball is no one in minor league basketball wants to be on that team. Nobody, right. the coach, right. the general manager, 
nobody, nobody. That's the last place. And whatever you can do to get off that team onto a better team is your goal. Yeah. And it, it's kind of toxic, but it also like, you, you know, you go into kind of survival mode. So right. I do think that on some level, Fresno did kind of prepare you for it, but it is, it's different. Okay. So you, you sign with Denver, you don't play for Denver. You go to Yakima. That's not great. Right. Yeah. How'd you get to the IBL? Uh, I got to the IBL word from Oscar Robinson got, uh, got back, you know, got to me and, you know, I went on a, a NBA legends tour, uh, uh, with a lot of ex NBA. Oh, you, you hadn't played in the league yet. You go to legends tour. That's amazing. And man, I, you know what? It was, it was some type of where they, you know, I no, had I you. Out. somebody that saw me, you know, Oscar Robinson. No, you know, I'm sorry. Oscar Robinson was the, 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 he was sort of the president of the IBL Cincinnati stuff. So that, I believe, you know, you know what? That was, yeah, I, I, yeah, because Joby Wright, Joby Wright that saw me. Joby Wright was the coach of the Harlem Goldtrotters when I first came back from tearing my Achilles, and he ended up being the coach. Wait, you, you skipped a step. When did you tear your Achilles? I tore my Achilles. Oh, man, that was – you know, I, first of all, we're going to have to do, do this so I can really give you the whole rundown. I, I've tore both Achilles. I've tore my right Achilles before I got in the NBA, and I tore my left one um, when Dennis Johnson – was coaching me at the Florida Flame, and he was, and rest in peace, DJ. He he regretted playing me that night. He said I was going to get a call up, um, get a call up that next day. I said, don't take it personal, DJ. You know that's how it is, and that's how it's got to be. But look, um, I tore both of them before you know before I retired. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do we're gonna do all of that part of the journey. We got to do the malice of the palace. Yeah, we got we got to do now. Yeah. Okay. But you got to leave me with one. I need, I need one quick. Your first NBA game was with the Clippers, correct? Yes. yes. Was it at home or on the road? It was on the road against Reggie Miller. My first foul, I fouled Reggie, got an and one. I'm saying, oh, boy. My first foul is against Reggie, and I fouled him. And I ended up playing okay. with Reggie Cannon, but that's a later story, too. Okay. But I, here's the story. Here's the, here's the question I want to know. Okay. You grew up in Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. Your greatest high school moment. I know you won the state title, but you beat Modern Day twice in the sports arena. What was it like to make it? You had torn your Achilles tendon, mm -hmm. right? And to make it to the NBA for the Clippers. Right. What, what was that feeling like? Dream come true. Dream come true is a blessing. Um, real quick before we go, I, when my agent called me and said, Hey, do you want to go come to LA and play? I said, yeah, he said, yeah. So he said, pack your bags. I said, we're playing for the Lakers. And he, <laughs> he was like, he said, no. He said, no. Okay. right. <laughs> I said, okay. right, whatever. it doesn't make a difference. I said, I'll, I'll be there too. So, but do you, you know, remember that, that the, the first night of suiting up in the NBA? Like, do you, do you have, like, I remember high school when I first, I got my first, my, my first day of varsity my freshman year. I'd like yeah. stared at my uniform, put it on, walked around. I remember college. When I put, yeah. first put on my uniform, and I, all I wanted was one night in an NBA jersey. <laughs> what, what's that? What's yeah. that feeling like? That's the first thing you look at in the locker room. I, 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 you just look around. You're looking like, okay, where's my jersey? Where's my jersey? Oh, there it goes. All right, cool. So it's like, okay, now you get that. It's like a good feeling. You know, you get your nervous vibes. You get a good feeling that you compete with the best. What number were you with the Clippers? I was 32 with the Clippers. I was 32. Did you get to pick your number? 
Yeah, I, I get. I couldn't get 24 until the next year. You know, that was always my number. But when you are the man that's coming late and you are the, the end of the bench, you, you'll take whatever number you get, you know. But I believe Andre – no, Doug Overton was 24. I think Andre Miller was 24 the next year. So I couldn't wear 24 until I got to Detroit. First bucket was where? Was first in, bucket in, in, was in Indiana. I had six, seven, 7.6 rebounds. So that was a blessing to, to at least get on the board as your first, you know, bringing in your first game. So all it was. Right, all right. That's just part one. I appreciate your time. Yeah. We will do part two and we'll do all the other and we will we'll do the good shit. I appreciate you. And we'll yes, talk sir. to you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Doug. See you. Baby, peace. All right, that's part one of my talk with uh, with, with with T folks, Jermaine folks. What, what an interesting dude, right? I, like, got hit once in a big game in the leg in football. I was like, nah, I'm a hoop, and then chased it to a bunch of different high schools. Ended up at Crenshaw, and uh, then at Cal. What, what a what a roster, right? Oh my god, what that what roster they had. I mean, he played with Sharif Abdurrahim with for a year with Jelani Gardner with Tony Gonzalez, Man, amazing. And then, of course, all those knuckleheads at at, uh, at Fresno State. But wait to hear part two; uh, it will drop shortly. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Make sure you listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, three to six Eastern, twelve three Pacific. And this is all ball. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.